Hello and welcome to another episode of Football Talk Podcast. My name is Ozzy and I'm your host for today's show. So we'll be reviewing Matrix 7 in the Premier League. So a few big games this week. Um, I guess it doesn't get bigger than the first game which I'll review, which is Liverpool versus Man City. So let's get, let's get stuck into it. So firstly, what, what a game. Uh, full of goals, end-to-end action. Uh, especially the second half, especially uh, from a Liverpool perspective. Um, City started fantastically in the first half, came close to scoring with Foden, uh, who was through on goal. Great save by Alisson. Uh, second half, for me, we saw a different team come out uh, from the red half, which was, you know, a little bit disappointing. We started off decent, but we were just a bit off the, off the speed. Maybe we were showing a bit too much respect to Man City in terms of the quality, but we were a little bit more fired up for the second half, which was great to see. So the first goal itself, what well, a great run and through ball by Mo Salah uh, and lovely finish by Sadio Mane, who looks to be slowly getting back to his uh, normal self, which is fantastic to see. So from a Liverpool perspective, very, very, very positive indeed. The equaliser itself... Um, what a finish by Phil Foden, who was fantastic throughout the game, pretty much caused all kinds of havoc, uh, especially down that um, right-hand side of the Liverpool defence. So, yeah, great great performance from the youngster there. Talking point of the game uh, is Milner's challenge on Bernardo Silva. So, I understand the frustrations, frustrations from City fans and from Pep, who went berserk uh, throughout the game, was pretty much upset for a good 20 minutes afterwards as well. Um, but I would like to say that the foul that Milner sort of made on Bernardo Silva, yes, that is a foul. But that's not the foul that was awarded at the time. It was Henderson's sort of tackle before that incident happened. So therefore, it's, it's irrelevant what happens afterwards. So for me, that was the correct decision. I know some might not agree with that. Uh, but that's just my view there. Let me know what you, what you guys think regarding that incident there. But back to the game. Uh, Liverpool's second goal. What a beauty. Um, spectacular goal by the Egyptian king. I've watched it several times then. Too fair. Uh, can't get enough of it. What a goal it was. City were able to equalise again with a deflected uh, Kevin De Bruyne shot. Uh, it's his first time scoring Anfield, which is a special mo- moment for a boy- boyhood uh, Liverpool fan. So... Yeah, he's a Liverpool fan, Man City guy. So, overall, entertaining match. And to be honest, um, it's the main fixture of the Premier League, I would say. It's always one of the ones that I look forward to. Obviously, the rivalry with, you know, local local team at Everton, but also Manchester United with the history. But the last few years, this has been sort of the exciting fixture in the season. So, overall, fair result, in my opinion. Uh, I would have taken a draw before the game, to be honest with you. Uh, this means that we're still undefeated in the league. Uh, but from a Liverpool perspective, before we move on, I do have a slight concern in terms of our recent performances, in particular our defence. So I feel like we look a bit fragile um, and we seem to lose focus uh, as the last two or three games we've conceded goals in winning positions. So we conceded two freak goals against Milan in like a space of a couple of minutes. Uh, three against Brentford, uh, we were in winning positions throughout that game. And same situation here against Man City, we concede two. So I don't think there needs to be wholesale changes 
in the team because I've been impressed with Van Dyke. I know he's not quite there. I think he's 90% there. He will take time to get full into full speed. And Matip I've always been impressed by, and I feel like they've they've formed a great partnership so far this season. So for me, it's the midfield. I I know tactically we have slightly adjusted uh, from an attacking perspective, where we're a bit more sort of adventurous. Well, one of our midfielders, as in one of the number eights, it goes forward a bit, goes forward a bit more. So that'll probably include the player that plays on the right hand side. So before is Harvey Elliott. Now Henderson t- tends to go forward quite a bit. So for me, the midfield needs to be compact a bit more. That's the foundation that was built previously with our success under Klopp. So it's it's one of those things where it's small adjustments, uh, no alarm bell at, at this stage. But having said that, it is a slight concern as we're conceding quite a few goals. And prior to that, we were doing really well. We weren't really conceding that many goals. So let's see how it goes. We've got international break coming up. So hopefully... Uh, back refreshed in a couple of weeks' time and then raring to go in the next fixture. So, overall, a fair result. Uh, couldn't complain uh, more, to be honest with you. Next fixture, Chelsea versus Southampton. So, a very dominant performance by the Blues here. Uh, Shulabar opens the scoreline with a header from set-piece. Werner was actually... Um, scored a great header from close range, but unfortunately was ruled out for a foul... On which was as on um, sorry, which was from Aspilicueta on uh Carl Walker Peters. So, me personally, I think it was a bit harsh. It was a foul, but I felt like the attacking team should have got the advantage there, um, uh, which is a shame as it was a good move from Chelsea. But nevertheless, uh, it allowed uh Southampton to go on and they were able to get a penalty from a flamboyant run from Livermento, who's been a fantastic signing for his new club and also a former Chelsea player, ironically. So really impressed in terms of how he's performed. Uh, he played a bit more advanced in this in this match. Uh, so it shows his uh, quality as a player, but also he can adapt into different positions, which is fantastic to see from a youngster. Uh, for all you FPL managers as well, a good option to have in your team. Uh, 4.2 million, I believe, is his price. So, a great cheap option to have in your squad. But back to the game. Um, Ward Plus, Mr. Reliable, steps up and scores from the penalty spot. So, 1 1 to what well, equalizer from Southampton there. Turning point was actually the red card from uh, Ward Prowse on the tackle. Um, for me, it was a late tackle. And I, I'll be honest, a few years back, it would probably be given as a yellow. Uh, but unfortunately, with VAR, who closely inspect these sort of tackles now and the new laws that have been implemented in the last year or so, it's the correct decision. Um, but me personally, I thought it was a bit harsh and I think the, a yellow card would have been the right call, to be fair. But this gave Chelsea the ammunition to, to capitalise and fi- finally, Werner got on the score sheet. Great layoff by Aspilicueta from the right-hand side. And a simple tamping for the German uh, striker there. So, 2-1 Chelsea there. And Chelsea were able to get a third goal. Bit of a bizarre one as Lukaku hit the post first and Aspilicueta hit the crossbar. But eventually came to Chilwa who lashed the ball onto the roof of the net and made it 3-1. So, great win for Chelsea there. Um, keeps them on top of the table right now. So, positive signs for Chelsea there. Lukaku hasn't scored 
last couple of games. So nothing to be concerned about. But uh, I feel like it shows that, you know, he won't be scoring countless amount of goals as people predicted. There will be games where he will have these sort of patches here and there. So interesting to see how it goes on going forward. Next fixture, Manchester United versus Everton. So firstly, I was very annoyed with Ole who placed Bernardo on the bench. Uh, pretty much messed up my fantasy team as I made him captain as well. But yeah, really disappointed when I saw the lineup there. But back to reality, uh, in terms of the fixture itself, it was a surprising decision for get FPL to one side. To not start Ronaldo that game, uh, it certainly raised a few eyebrows as, I don't know, I'm not sure why he was rested, to be fair. The game itself, first half, Cavani was quite close to scoring with a header. Good save by Pickford. Demario Gray, who's been very impressive uh, this season, had a mazy run in the middle of the park. Uh, smashes a shot from 25 yards. Great save by De Gea, who powers it away. But United were the team that were able to take the lead. Uh, assist by Fernandez to Martial, who scores a, a deflected shot from the left-hand side. Uh, the equaliser itself, Gray on, on the counter-attack. Great run on the left wing, manages to push a couple of people uh, in the lead up there. Uh, passes the ball to Dakure, who's been another sort of stand-up performer for Everton this season. Threads the full free ball to Townsend, and Townsend clinically finishes uh, with his right foot in the bottom corner. Great equaliser. I love the celebration where Townsend fully mocked it by doing the trademark Sue celebration, whatever it is. Say, I don't know what they say to be fair. I find it hilarious. And the ironic thing was that he tried to ask for his shirt after the game and he got blanked. But oh well, big point for Everton, regardless. So, Yuri Mina thought he scored the equalizer, or sorry, the winning goal, I should say. And but unfortunately, it was ruled out by, by VAR. For me, a great point for Everton. Uh, but I have to be honest, we have to give some credit to Rafa Benitez. He wasn't the fan favorite. Um, to be appointed as manager. There was definitely a split in the Everton fan base there. And also, he wasn't really given a big budget to spend this this summer. Previous managers that Ancelotti were able to splash the cash uh, this season, um, Benitez wasn't given that that luck, that freedom to venture into the market and sign a number of players. So maybe going forward, he'll have that opportunity. But for me, the recruitment of Demari Gray... I believe it cost about two million, and Townsend on three has really transformed this team. Plus, as I mentioned earlier, uh, the Kure, who just looks rejuvenated, uh, he's playing with more freedom, more creativity, um, just has a bit of a different energy about him altogether. More box to box, and he's really shining right now. For me, he's arguably one of the best midfielders um, playing at this stage so far in this season. I think he's been definitely the informed midfielder in the league so positive signs for Rafa Benitez and for Everton uh, going into the season Manchester United definitely have to say points dropped unfortunately uh, I think Ole got the team selection run by not starting Ronaldo um, he's under huge pressure uh, from the fans which I find ironic as a number of United fans most United fans were extremely happy when he was uh, given the contract extension not so long ago. So I've just been hearing rumours today as well that Conte has been strongly linked to the club today. Personally, I don't see that happening anytime soon. Um, 
But if he was appointed United manager, it would certainly be a problem for all the other teams, I have to be honest. But I don't think his job is under sort of the limelight or the spotlight, I should say, at this stage. I know the results haven't gone their way so far, but still quite early on in the season. So with the international break approaching now, it's the perfect time for the coaching staff to analyse what's gone wrong in the last few weeks and try and improve on it when the players come back from international duty. So their next fixture is Leicester City, which is not an easy one, but it's one that definitely helped their season and, and improved their morale as well. So let's see how it goes for Manchester United and let's see what the situation holds for Ole and his future at the club. Next fixture, Tottenham. So Tottenham back to winning ways. Um, against a very strong Aston Villa team. So, opening goal, Hoiberg opens the scoreline with a nice slot to shot in the bottom corner. Second half, McGuinn, very close to scoring a spectacular goal, which just goes wide, but they managed to get the equaliser, uh, which was a great team move overall. Nice pass by target into the box, and Watkins arrives ahead of the defender and slots it in their post. So, equaliser at the time. Neck and neck in terms of who will get that winning goal, and it was Spurs that were able to grab the the crucial goal to get the win. Great run by Son on the left hand side, uh, flashes the ball across the uh, the box, and Lucas Moura arrives with a simple tap in. So overall, great win for Spurs. Kane still not firing all cylinders. Uh, he he tried an audacious uh, shot in the first half from like 30, 40 yards, which was saved by Martinez. But maybe it'll take a bit of time for him to get into that form again. He'll be in international duty. So hopefully gets a couple of goals for England and hopefully that will that form will be brought into his uh, Tottenham form as well. But remains to be seen how that goes. And the final fixture I'll be reviewing is the Crystal Palace and Leicester City game. So entertaining game at Sohurst Park. Not the greatest of starts for Crystal Palace, unfortunately. So poor touch by Anderson. Uh, which leads to Iheanacho, threw on goal, and pretty much finished it with ease. Um, Vardy able to grab the second goal for Leicester. Nice finish from the left-hand side. Palace were able to grab one back with a half volley from Olise. And Olise was involved in the second goal as well, where he whips across into the box. And Schlupp was able to grab the equaliser with a neat header, bottom corner. So... Could have actually got the winner there uh, later on in the game. Close to grabbing the winner with a corner from Elise. Unfortunately, the ball just goes wide. Uh, overall, good point for both clubs. Crystal Palace have definitely improved in the last few weeks. And I feel like Leicester City as well. Slightly inconsistent, but they are getting the points here and there. So I think it's a fair result. Me personally, I was quite impressed to see Elise on the pitch uh, make a good impact from the bench, a player with huge potential. I know at Palace, they have um, a lot of hope and expect a lot from him going forward. So another young prospect to look out for in the future. So that wraps up my match weeks, uh, seven, the big games during, during this week. So what I'll do is I'll present my team of the week, uh, which will be <laughs> debatable for some. So let's quickly this for you guys so here we are so the first player i've got on my team sheet is mccarthy so 
I know Southampton lost and he's, he was in the losing side. But overall, I was very impressed with his performance. Uh, he made some crucial saves uh, throughout the game. Uh, so that's why I've gone for him in my team of the week here. Back three, pretty much straightforward, I would say. Shalaba opens the scoreline for Chelsea, but also produced a solid performance. Laurenti was the match winner for Leeds United, so he gets my pick there. And Aspilicueta produced two assists and had a solid performance uh, like Shalaba as well. So that's my back three there. Midfield four, have to put Phil Foden in there. Um, great performance, gave Milner a torrid time and lovely finish um, to open the scoreline for Man City in, in the fixture against Liverpool. So great, great start for the youngster there. Dukure, another great performance and assist from him. Hoiberg, great finish to help Spurs get a win. And Townsend, another goal and great celebration to Mark Ronaldo there. So, yes, you can tell I'm a Liverpool fan. Um, and my front three, player of the week. Can't look any further than King Salah there. Produced an assist for the first goal and scored the best goal of the week as well. So, fantastic week. Really disappointed that I didn't make him captain my FPL. But that's another conversation there. He Chan Huang, a player that I've been aware of for the last couple of years, uh, especially when Liverpool played Salzburg in the Champions League. Very promising forward, uh, really good in front of goal as well. So I'm not surprised to see his sort of early form so far this season. As when he was signed to Wolves, I was I thought to myself, that's a really, really good signing. Impressive performance from him. A uh, good link-up player with Jimenez as well. So I feel like they'll be forming a great strike force for Wolves this season. And his two great goals as well. One left foot finish and one right foot finish. So lovely, lovely play from him there. And finally, I've got Werner in my team. Good performance. And on the score sheet, unlucky not to get a second uh, goal there, which was unfortunately ruled out for offside. So, so yeah. So that's my team of the week. I will be posting this on my Instagram uh, which you can follow me at Aussie.ftp. So if you've got any sort of opinions about my selections, annoyed if I've missed out one of your players or want to have a debate about this team selection, feel free to comment on my post there. So we can get rid of this screen. Okay. So I'll be speaking about FBO quite a bit. Um, in terms of my overall performance, I will just double check and confirm what score I got. So I got 47 points, which is not too bad. Uh, the average was 38 points and the highest was one or two. So yeah, not the best of weeks, but regardless, a decent performance. If I had made Salah captain, uh, yeah, I'd be, I'd be laughing right now. But there's one person in our FPL league who had a fantastic week. So uh, our manager of the week is Belisani Tofik. Sorry if I pronounced your name incorrectly there. It's with 69 points. So fantastic week for you. That was one of our highest points overall. So well done to you. Um, got more or less just under two weeks of a gap now. So I'm sure all of us FPL managers will be thinking strategically what to do with our next transfers. But we've got plenty of time. Obviously, keep a look at in terms of the international football as there might be injuries here and there. So probably wouldn't make any transfers at this stage and leave it until next Friday. 
but that's that's your call as a FPL manager. But this, this wraps us up for today. Um, next episode will be next Thursday, or should I say next scheduled episode will be next Thursday, 14th of October, uh, where I'll be doing a match preview of Liverpool and Watford. So because there's an international break, I will possibly do some extra content for you guys. Um, so just uh, follow me on social media, Aussie FTP on Instagram and Aussie FTP on Twitter uh, to stay uh, to get any alerts in terms of any new content um, that I'll be posting. At this stage, I can't confirm, but hopefully I'll get some new content for you guys before the match preview. Please, as always, don't forget to like, comment and subscribe to our YouTube channel. I appreciate all the support I've received in the last few weeks. So, yeah, so that wraps us for today. Enjoy the international week. Um, me personally, I don't I don't mind the international week, but for me, it's, it's, it's all about the Premier League. So, hopefully, it won't feel like it's a long time going forward, but we'll be back here next week with a new episode. So, take care, stay safe, and we shall see you guys very soon. Thank you.